somebody shout hallelujah we are welcome beloved to the second episode of season two of biblical furnaces in the previous episode we addressed the raiment within the context of the book we are currently reviewing in the next four episodes which is a book authored by by George on True Notes. Um, in this episode, beloved, we'll be looking at five antidotes to motive traps. Five antidotes to motive traps. At the time when people are looking, you will agree with me, to see exemplar leadership in the house of God. And of course, exemplar leadership from Christians, even when they are working in the secular world. We, are, we often say people that exhibit uh, debatable or dubious motive for what they do and how they lead. Oftentimes, they show disappointing choices of decisions and actions in ministry and even in the society. When the flock expect leaders to consult them on pertinent issues, to understand them, to be competent and professional, to give the right teachings on the pulpit and the right direction outside the pulpit, the, the outcome is often worrying and concerning. So that is why the, the, the question that is relevant for us in this particular episode is what motivates you to lead if you're a leader why do you take up that role when it was offered are you motivated by service are you motivated by self-promotion are you motivated by self-preservation or fear how do you see yourself as a leader and are others seeing you the way you see yourself? These are important questions that we need to begin to address ourselves. As leaders in the house of our God, we need to know what motivates us to lead. We need to have a realistic understanding of our strengths and weaknesses so that we can put our best capability to use in order to serve the purpose for which Christ, Jesus Christ has placed us in a particular particular position. Now we have two basic, according to the book review, two basic types of motivation. You have extrinsic motivation and you have, we have intrinsic motivation. Oftentimes, the kind of leaders that derive that we have seen started well but are ending poorly and medias are feasting on their failures by reporting it on our platform often have aesthetic motivations when you see the evidence not what they say but the evidence in what they have done such aesthetic uh, motivation uh, aligns with the need to get good good grade or good rating on any platform in which they use to, 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 to preach the gospel or any platform they use to, to exhibit their leadership influence 
or it could be making within. It comes from how we view the meaning of our life. It comes from our true notes, our compass as individual. They are always it always linked to our life story and how we frame it. How we frame our life story. For example, how we frame our personal growth, uh, helping others to develop and making a difference within our community. All, all those are intrinsic motivations. It it is it is very very pertinent for us to understand that aesthetic motiv- motivation is evident through self promotion. We should read led by Jesus uh, for us to know different different ways in which self promotion can can exhibit itself in the life of a leader or self preservation. In self-promotion, is always about me as a leader. We act to achieve the sheep are only there to benefit us. We are always indifferent to trust building and true love in the fold, whether in the, in the church or outside the church. When it comes to self-preservation, it is really about self-protection, fear of losing the influence we currently have, or fear of losing our positions. All these obviously are tied with why leaders derail, and they are tied to our motive, why we actually are leading. So it's important, beloved, for us to avoid motive trap. In other words, we need to look at the antidote to motive trap, so that we have the right motive, and even our followers, the people that are being led, we see that we have the right motive for leading them. Beloved, we need to avoid motive trap, and to do that, we need the antidotes. We will look at briefly five antidotes to motive trap. I will take a cue from um, the work of John Maswell. And of course, with reference to the Bible, the first thing that we need to we, we need to understand, or the first antidote, is the motivational needs of of a leader. Every leader has a motivational need, and this need, the leader must understand it. When we look at Ecclesiastes chapter four, Ecclesiastes chapter four. Verse 1 to 8, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 1 to 8, we will see what Solomon was saying in terms of motivational needs. Here we see that he clearly under, underlined the fact that every one of us, the, the leaders and the led, we seek one form of satisfaction in life. And what motivates us include comfort and fulfillment. Comfort and fulfillment. That's when we read verse 1 to 3 of chapter 4. Then competition and triumph or competition and victory. That that is can be taken from chapter 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 4, verse 4 to 6. And also consumption and greed. The last one is really something that every leader must watch it as leaders. Our motivational needs must must not be aligned to consumption, what we can consume, what we can get 
from that position that we have been placed, the position of trust, and what our our congregation can give to us. It must not be based on greed or self-aggrandizement. So as leaders, we must understand people's motivation. And I can tell you, our followers also, we 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 decode our motivation through our decisions and our actions. Number two, quickly, antidote is drivers. Is drivers, which David McLean identified, and we can also find it in the book by Maswell. Yeah, it, it, one number one driver that is flagged is actually need to be at the finish line, at satisfactory. So another motivation is affiliation. You know, affiliators put emphasis on belonging to a particular group, on belonging to a particular group, belonging to a group of deacons or ministers in the house of God, for example. That might be the reason why they are they're in the church. And the third driver has to do with influence. Influence. Leadership is about influence. And it is it is incumbent on us to project positive influence uh, as leaders. So to work well with others, beloved, it is important that we know what motivates them to lead us. It is very, very important. It will help us. The need for us not to manipulate people around us, not to manipulate our peers, our our seniors, and our, our subordinate. If we look at this is manipulation in the house of God, or even where we work, is 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 not is not desirable and it has consequences. If we look at Marker, Marker chapter two, verse twelve to thirteen. Where God pronounced judgment on manipulators, you know, He did that because manipulation means moving together for the advantage of a particular person, whereas motivation means moving together for mutual advantage. So when we we project visions to manipulate people, there are consequences. God clearly wants that such plans we 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 not work well. At the end of the day, for the leader, God wants that plan should be laid out for the benefit of the people, not the leader. And He promised to deliver His people from selfish and wicked leaders. If you look at uh, uh, Mark verse Mark two twelve, it says, "I will surely gather of you, Jacob. I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. Go up before them; they will break through the gate and go out." Beloved, I can tell you clearly that woe is to any leader that abuses its power or our power in the, through manipulation at detriment of uh, um, of the people that is being led. God pronounces their consequences for those leaders who practice injustice and abuse their power to take advantage of the others. Or suspecting others, God rebuked poor leaders and false prophets for their sins that impacted the entire land or the entire congregation or the entire church. So God knows that these leaders has power and influence, but they are not being used for His own God-ordained purposes. So we have to be mindful that God hates or do not like abusive leaders. You know, when we read Mark 12 from 
verse 1 to 12, we note the following. Why? That God did not like abusive leader. Destroy people instead of developing them. If you're a leader, your, your main goal is to develop people around you. Number two, they misled people into confusion instead of leading them into a cause. That's verse 5 to 7. They, they distort, they, 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 they derail justice instead of upholding justice for the common man. Justice is defined by how they look at it, their own interest. And they took, they took bribes or kickbacks, as we say here, instead of taking responsibility for, for people. Such leaders, they, 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 they are not... They are not I know they're not going to end well if they don't hear the word of God as clearly written in Marker. So the, the influence must be used. That is number three antidote. We must motivate and not manipulate. Number four, what you do. Why you lead determines what you do as a leader. If we are mindful of that and we have biblical examples, then we will align our actions appropriately. In 2 Chronicles 24, verse 4 to 8, you see the case of Joash, who committed himself to restoring the temple. He remained very true to that commitment as long as the high priest was alive. However, the moment the high priest Joada died, the king abandoned the temple and worshipped idols. That means he was doing all he was doing because somebody was washing and he wanted to please the person instead of him to place God. So why we do something ultimately determines what we do. A classic profile here is, is King Uzziah, who built his ministry and later his own power. You can see that also in Second Chronicles 26, 1-23. We see that Uzziah's reign mirrored that of Asa, Josiah, and Maziah. It began very strong but ended up in disgrace. It, uh, it, it wants the motive, the motive is not right. What we do at the end of the day, we, we come out and, as Emily said in an article that we highlighted in episode one, it doesn't end well for such leaders. It is important for leaders, therefore, to, 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 to re- also always reflect upon why they are leading. Why they are leading. In effect, beloved, leaders must lead for the right reasons. Leaders must lead for the right reasons. Jesus Christ already laid this foundation. When we look at Matthew 6, Matthew 6, verse 1 to 34. Leaders can easily get caught up in doing things for their image sake. After all, many people are watching and they have the platform, they have the pulpit to to. to to project their image uh, in either positive or negatively. That is why Jesus wants us in that particular chapter in Matthew about hypocrisy. 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 In, in this text, hypocrisy refers to both the led and the leaders. Jesus wants us to build strong conviction as his follower. Because after all, if we are Christian and we are Christian leaders, we are the followers of Jesus Christ. He wants us to produce God pleasers. First Thessalonians 4.1 God's pleasers as opposed to in, in, in this text. Jesus covers our motive for doing what we are doing. In other words, doing good. That is very important. Giving to charity is important. 
prayer and fasting and of course our priorities are very very important all these collectively point to the core values that leaders must project in the house of god still looking at matthew chapter 6 core values that we must have as leaders include doing the right thing for the right reasons leading for the right reasons leading to please god and to please man as commanded by the bible not for self-promotion preservation praying god's agenda the will of god should be done in that role that we are occupying leadership is not about position it's about relationship praying that the relationship we we, we develop people it will not break people prioritizing internal things not temporary things that will fade away you know don't lay too much emphasis on the small things and causing havoc and always ensuring that god's kingdom is paramount we seek it first matthew 6 33 we also mentioned it in the first episode and of course being a reflective leader judging ourselves before others we judge us that's about uh, chapter 7 uh, matthew 7 1 to 6 and of course also staying true to our convictions that is very very important as long as you have the right convictions for for leading and obedience to god as our sure foundation is important to us as leaders Beloved, number five antidote is for us to check our motive. As we say in engineering, what cannot be measured cannot be improved. We need to check our motive. Why do you do some? Why you do something always determine what you do. We need to check our motives. We should read First Timothy six, First Timothy six, the entire chapter. We need to check our motive because our motive will determine our direction, where we are leading. Apostle Paul taught us that we must have the right motive okay apostle paul clearly says that evidence of wrong motive we come the leaders doctrine drift and teaching does not that does not produce godliness with time it will show it is not what the leader says but it is what he does is the evidence the nature of wrong motive we will also see it for example the private leader steers division and pursues personal gain wherever is posted, either in the northern hemisphere or in the southern hemisphere, whether in a developing country or a developed country. The leader will always do that. Then the result of wrong motive, it will always be there. The leader falls into temptation, wanders from the faith and destroys himself or herself and any follower that is not discerning. So we need to watch our motives for, for, for how we lead. And there are key principles that we must Keep in mind that will keep us in check. Number one, trouble comes when leadership is leadership role is performed for the wrong reasons. And spiritual number two, spiritual leadership brings the word. As long as that reward do not control us, that is very very important. We are not doing things because of that reward, that intrinsic motivation. Then prosperity is everything God gives you above food and covering. So prosperity is not defined by food and covering on the shelter that we have then we must be content that is very clear in the bible with god's provision and placement we must not become so fastidious in in our in our ambitions we must remain dissatisfied with fruitfulness always pursued perfection and of course this we must in, in, in the last check 
bullet point wrong motive can lead to wrong moves and this is very clear uh, that's why leaders delay and even disqualify us from leadership we must for this episode is very clear self-promotion and protection must not motivate us to lead people the people of god people must see service to god in us and to work well with others we need to observe and know their motive motive must not become manipulation in whatever guys motive must not be skewed towards achievement affiliation or negative influence it must be god-centered service to god and fellow man must motivate us as leaders what i write says leadership for christians is about god not about you and it is very right so jesus christ and and its service to him must motivate us as christians his, his kingdom must be our primary driver in whatever we we are doing in the house of God and among the faith, the brethren. So every one of us must see service just as God see it. Uh, uh, it must it see done what it done in the community. We must take upon the road to make a positive difference in our society. Our wisdom quote for this episode, beloved. The first one is taken from Proverbs sixteen two. Proverbs sixteen two. That says all the ways of a man are clean in his eyes, but the Lord with the spirit. Also, we we can look at Proverbs twenty one, verse two to four. Proverbs twenty one, verse two to four, that says every the every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord, brethren. It's more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So. And a haughty look, a product, and the plow of the wicked are sin. All these must motivate us to avoid, to avoid motive trap, and to implement the antidote to motive trap. Beloved, to conclude the, the episode, is fitting to pray. Lord Jesus, let the intent and thought of my heart be pure. Let them meet your standard as I lead to serve you in the mighty name of Jesus. King of glory, please help me to do right and justice that's acceptable to you. Lord, remove pride and self-importance from me and the proud heart from me as I serve you in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to walk with integrity at all times in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for answering our prayer. Help us to do that which is right at all times. Help us to implement the antidote of to motive traps in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we worship you in Jesus' precious name. We have prayed. 